Cutting up radio, ladies and gentlemen. I just got to come back because, first of all, it feels like forever and a day since we did a podcast other than the presidential debate. But, God damn, I can't get off of it. Every damn channel I turn to, the damn debate on. But for today, what we're going to talk about is going to be the justice system. And as always, I got my co-host Kale up on the podcast with me. Brother, since this was your topic, I'm going to let you take over from here. Well, let me first start off by saying something that's off topic, but I'm going to say it anyway. Now, let me send out a big R.I.P. to the big homie, the legend himself, um, Yes, Tommy, sir. Tiny, uh, Lester, a.k.a. Um, everybody knows him as Debo. Yes, sir. Man, I just had to give a shout-out and an R.I.P. to that man because, like I said, that man is a legend. Uh, everybody knows of him. Uh, they might have not known exactly who he was, but everybody knew of him. All you had to say was Debo. Everybody knew who that was. So, Very true. of course, he died from COVID, you know, That's what true. a lot of people still ain't taking seriously. COVID done killed Debo. If you don't take it seriously after that, when will you? I, d- d- damn. <laughs> it don't get no realer than that. Like, shit. <laughs> That's all I got to say on that subject. Again, uh, RIP to the legend, man. I just had to, you know, throw that out there. But um, when it comes to the topic that I wanted to talk about today, about the American justice system. It's a system that we're always told it works. It's a system we're always told to trust. It's a system that, however, has constantly proven to be a biased system. And bias for any reason, whether it's race, whether it's even gender, uh, sexual orientation, uh, religious, whatever. There's a lot of reasons as to why the justice system is biased. But for the case that I uh, wanted to talk about a couple of uh, things, actually, okay, that I wanted to point out, a big story of today happens to be a man named Brandon Bernard. Now, if y'all are up on the news, you probably already heard this man's name. Uh, if you're not up on the news, I'll let you know that Brandon Bernard is a man who in 1999, uh, 21 years ago, he was sentenced to death for basically armed robbery. Okay. Now, you probably wonder, well, if this happened 21 years ago, why is it a big story today? They just put the man to death um, as of yesterday, I do believe, last night. Uh, he was put to death um, through uh, lethal injection. And, of course, uh, Brandon Menard, I'm just going to put it out there, he is a black man. Now, I'm not here to defend Brandon Menard about his crime of what he did. Okay. I'm not really here to defend that. So, if, if anybody's thinking, um, I'm finna just start taking this out because he's black, no, I'm not finna defend that. He was, 
I do believe convicted of armed robbery. And he was an accessory to murder. Now, the reason why I used the word accessory as hard as I did is because he wasn't the one who actually committed the murder. He was around, and I do believe he tried to um, help dispose of the bodies. Now, here's what, what where the problem comes in. This man was sentenced to death 21 years ago, but for what he did, which what he did was wrong, of course. But two things. Number one, he died at the age of 40. Now, if you do your calculation, 21 years ago, he was only 18 or 19. Yeah. So, yes, he was basically considered an adult. Because I do believe once you hit 18, especially in most places, because this guy was from Texas. Uh, so once you hit 18 in most states, you're considered an adult. You're tried as an adult. But the second thing about this is the crime fitting the punishment. Now, the reason why I feel uh, I have a personal connection to this is because I think I might have mentioned this on the podcast before. I'm not sure. But I have a cousin in California who is doing life in prison for almost the same thing that this guy did. He did commit armed robbery. I'm not here to defend my cousin because him and I think two other guys robbed an old woman. Now, I'm not defending that. That is wrong. That's bullshit for you to even do. Sorry about the interruption, people. There was a uh, phone call that came through. I am so sorry for the interruption. But, brother, you was actually in the middle of uh, talking. Um, what I had to do, I paused the recording. That's why it uh, picked up like where we left off. So, uh, I know you was in the middle of talking. My bad for the interruption. Oh, no, you good. You good. As we always say on this podcast, uh, this is recorded on the phone. So, and when y'all hear little phone uh, noises or phone ringing, that's uh, what that is. I'm just glad that uh, you were able to pause at this time because I know a few podcasts have phone conversations recorded on them. So uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, apologize about all that, but um. Anyway, what I was uh, saying about the man. Gotta get it up here. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, while you pulling it up, I'm just going to make mention uh, that you was talking about um, a gentleman, I believe, that was put to death yesterday, even though he was um, like uh, given the death sentence in 99, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, I found it now. His name again was um, Brandon Bernard. I think where I left off was I was saying one of the reasons as to why this is such a subject uh, for a lot of people. Not only because he was like 18 or 19, you know, when this happened. So a lot of people think, you know, death penalty for somebody that young was already a bit drastic. Yeah. But again, one of the reasons I feel like talking about this case, again, is because I have a cousin in California who, you know, was with two guys. They robbed an old woman. But... As they were leaving, one of the guys, not my cousin, one of the guys decided to kill the lady. Now, because 
he was around because he had something to do with it. He didn't just go down, you know, for the robbery. He also went down for the murder, though he didn't do it, which made him pretty much an accessory to murder. And that's what I think a lot of people need to realize about being careful about who you hang out with. Because if they do dirt, you know of it, you're around it, you help in any way, you don't have to do it yourself. Even if you help, you're an accessory. So what this man, Brandon Bernard, did was apparently he did the robbery and also helped dispose of the bodies and was uh, put to death. I want to uh, read about it from uh, some sources. This source, of course, is CNN. Uh, Headline, Brandon Bernard executed after Supreme Court denies request for a delay. Brandon Bernard was executed by the federal government on Thursday, uh, which was yesterday, at the Federal Correctional Center. Bernard, who was 40, was one of five gang members convicted in Texas of killing Stacy and Todd Bagley, I do believe their name was, Okay, who were youth ministers in 1999. The gunman, Christopher Valva was executed in September while the other co-defendants were given lesser sentences. Bernard was pronounced dead at 9.27 p.m. He was the youngest person in the United States to receive a death sentence in nearly 70 years for a crime committed when he was an adolescent. Hmm. Bernard said he had been waiting for his chance to apologize to the family and his own family for the pain he caused. His words were, I'm sorry. I wish I could take it all back, but I can't. The only words that I can say that completely capture how I feel and how I felt that day. The Bagley family thanked Trump, of course, and the federal government for carrying out the sentence in their statements. Uh, Here's what I guess um, a man who spoke on the family's behalf said about the man dying. He said, I pray that Brandon had accepted Christ as his savior because if he has, Todd and Stacy will welcome him into heaven with love and forgiveness. What? My bad, my bad, my bad. How do we know that Todd is, I'm not trying to slander the dead here, but they do it to us a lot. How do we know that these people are in heaven? I'm, huh. I'm just saying. Shit. But uh, it says it's been a very difficult. It's been very difficult to wait 21 years for the sentence that was imposed by the judge and the jury on those who cruelly participate in the destruction of our children to be finally completed. That uh, is from the mother of uh, the man Todd. Okay. This senseless act of unnecessary evil was premeditated and had many opportunities to be stopped at any time during a nine-hour period. It was torture, and as they pleaded for their lives from the trunk of their own car. Now, I want to try to skip all this family stuff and yada yada because uh, that has nothing to do with well while you are uh, looking uh, for like where to pick up I just gotta say listening 
to like what you said so far has pissed me off. I know you are not trying to piss me off. I am looking at you literally reading the fucking story. But man, that shit. Oh, that shit pissed me off. Please keep going. My bad, dog. God damn, my bad. Oh, you good, you good. But um, it says Bernard's execution was scheduled this fall by the government. It was the ninth execution since Attorney General William Barr announced restarting federal executions after a 17-year hiatus. Of course. A decision that has been met with controversy, especially during the global pandemic, and could be halted under the president-elect Joe Biden's administration. Now... My thing is this. Again, I'm not defending what this man did. Could he have even got a life sentence? Yes. Because here's the thing. I don't want anybody to think that Black Lives Matter is marching or anything about this because they're not. Again, the, the man was guilty in what he did. Nobody's trying to say he's innocent. But again, the biggest thing to me about this is the crime fitting the punishment. That's what we're supposed to have in America. The crime has to fit the punishment. There you go. And again, the shit that this guy did and the other guys he was with did was heinous. Of course, he should be in jail. But here's the thing. You and I both watch a lot of ID Network. Yes, and the reason so. why I mention ID Network is because, let's face it, ID Network be telling on y'all. Yes. ID Network will let you know, give you a glimpse into how the justice system, which is what this is about, really works. I have seen... Not too long ago, if I'm not mistaken, I'm sure you'll remember it. I've seen we seen the show where the case was two people, I believe, who was actually just like um Bernard was accessories to a murder. But because I believe they snitched on the guy who did it or they all uh, gave the body, whatever the account was that they did, they were released. Of course. For cooperating. Now I don't know if Bernard cooperate or anything with the police but i'm saying he was an accessory to murder they were accessories to murder they were let go hell i'll do See? you one even better than that oh oh my bad my bad no i was just about to say i'll do you one better than that i remember a program on id where a woman killed a man only did almost five years Almost five years for murdering somebody. Why the fuck was she not put to death? That's all I want to know. I can't tell you, but, you know, again, I bring the fact that the case, and I don't know names. I don't even know the name of the show. All I know is a show on ID Network. Oh, so uh, I'm bringing that up to say, again, these people were accessories to a murder. But because they cooperated, they were let go, set free. There you go. This man who was an accessory to a murder was put to death. And again, I'm not defending what he did. I'm not even saying he should have been set free. But I feel like if somebody white had done exactly what this man did, at the very most, they'd have got 20 to 25 years. And, and, that, and that's at the very most. We probably got a lot less than that. But for this man to be sentenced to death and had to wait 21 years. He was sentenced to death at 18 
and had to wait 21 years for them to actually execute it. And they executed it, though uh, apparently there were people who wanted a delay. They requested that the uh, Supreme Court delay this. They didn't. They all went, a, went ahead right along through it. And the thing that also gets me about this case is the jurors who sentenced him to death, I think five of them changed their mind. Jesus Christ. A, num a number of them, to this day actually, said that they changed their mind that they didn't want him to be sentenced to death. And I'm bringing up the ID network again because there was a sh uh, show where there was a man who I think killed two women in their cars and disposed of their body. The jurors at first said he was not guilty. The judge asked again, would y'all say he's not guilty? And then one juror said, I didn't say that. And because of that, they put the whole trial on hold. Then when they came back the second time, they were still indecisive to say they couldn't reach a conclusion. All it took is one juror to say, I'm not down with it, and they couldn't reach a decision. But this guy, I believe four or five, if I'm not mistaken, changed their mind on the death penalty. And they still went through with it. Now, here's the thing. Talk to me. Everybody knows that when we talk about the justice system, people love to say, give it time, it comes through, give it time, it works. Things of that nature. But as we can plainly see it, and obviously see, it works differently for certain people. There you go. And further proof of that is, let's take the cops, for example. Because they're a part of the justice system. They bring people to justice. Or at least that's what they're supposed to do, <coughs> is bring people to justice. So the justice system can work, and, you know, um, we have what we have. Since we're talking about people being treated differently, I got two different stories I also would like to talk about. That I, I'm not saying they're old at this point. They're like a few days ago or whatever. So I'm sure people have already heard about these um, cases. Okay. But I just wanted to talk about them anyway to you know put our two cents in on them. This story, the source of it is called Daily Dot, um, Daily Dot dot com. It says. People point to double people point to double standard after a white man threatens to shoot cop and walks away unscathed. Mm -hmm. Here's the story. Body cam footage out of Ohio shows a white male driver resisting arrest and threatening to shoot an officer on the morning of December 2nd. He managed to stay physically unharmed in the process, and now people online are pointing out the racial double standard the incident made apparent. Officer Mike St uh, Sigmund, if I'm not mistaken, okay. and his canine Ben, which uh, is his dog, I suppose. Damn whatever, dog. Uh, bagged Ohio State Highway Patrol Trooper Brian 
Garlock, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but that's what it looks like, right, during a traffic stop in which the driver, Mirek Beer, who's 25, okay. was uncooperative. When they spotted him speeding while driving southbound on Interstate 71, but their, ex- their exchange became heated enough for the trooper to ask for backup. The situation did not change once Sigmund arrived. After officers noticed Burr, Burr's loaded Beretta 9mm semi-automatic gun in the passenger seat, he refused to exit the vehicle or put his hands on the steering wheel. However, his rejection of direct orders somehow did not result in him being killed or harmed in any way. <laughs> I'm going um, read some of the transcript of what happened. Mm-hmm. Sigmund, who was one of the cops, he said, put your hands on the steering wheel. No, Burr replied. I will send the dog on you, Sigmund answered. I will shoot you if you do, Burr replied. Burr repeatedly says his rights are being violated and questions if the body cam is on. This is not how we act civilly, he says. Uh, one of the cops pulls his gun on Burr. You just put your hand on a gun, sir, uh, the cop said. And then the guy Burr says, no, 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 you pulled a gun on me. It was in response. Burr states throughout that his gun is not concealed, but visible for anyone to see. Amazingly enough, he eventually wrestles his arm free, which I guess one of the cops was holding him by the arm, manages to close his door and drive away from the two bewildered police officers. Now, I just read the transcript, but I'm going to play the video so you guys can actually hear uh, what happened because uh, I don't know how come this isn't even talked about more. There you go. Because it's amazing to me. And I'm going to play this video and y- y'all tell me what y'all think. She'll be playing in a sec. I got you. Don't do it. Don't do it. I have nothing to do. Do me a favor. 
Just please step out of the car. That's all we're asking you to do. You're asking us. Yes. yes. Conceal your weapons, please. No. This is how we act civilly. This is how we act civilly. You know this. Red eye. Red eye. You got cover? No. Just yes, me and you. No. Just please. Do you have body count? Please. Do you have body count? Do you have body count? Don't. Don't. Do you know that? Don't. Do you know that? You know that? Please. Please. And then he just drove away. Now, the quote, if I'm not mistaken, for all these Trump supporters and all these people who don't like Black Lives Matter and all these people who say, oh, there's no racism uh, amongst police. The one thing that they always say every single time that a black person uh, has a, even has a gun or even don't have a gun. The one thing they always say is comply and you won't die. This guy didn't comply with numerous orders he didn't get out the car he didn't keep his hands on the steering wheel he closed the door on the cop he yanked his hand away you know his arm away from the cop told the cop repeatedly uh if you do something i'm gonna shoot you <laughs> closed his door and then drove away and, and, and you heard all the cops did sir please please don't do this sir please we can talk about this we can, you mean to tell me cops can do that for this man but for us, the moment that gun was saw, boom, 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 boom. Philando Castile didn't even pull his damn gun out. No. All he did was just make mention, I do have a firearm on me. And the officer, his little puss ass, all right, well, don't pull it out. Don't pull it out. The last words that Philando Castile said was, I'm not pulling it out. Hell, the officer just shot his ass till hell, like a uh, constantly say, he shot that man till he started dancing. Yeah, and again, I just played the entire video. I want anybody who supports the cops. You support the cops against uh, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, uh, Ahmaud Aubrey, uh, Jacob Blake, uh, even um, what's the man's name? Wallace Jr. I forgot his first name. Walton, I believe. Well, something like that. He was the mentally ill guy who they claim had a knife. Yeah. Who was black. And they filled him up with holes and 
You had people talking about, I don't care if he was mentally ill, he was a threat to the cops. This guy was a constant threat to the cops. He even threatened him verbally when he said, I will shoot you if you, uh, what, what, sick the dog on me, whatever uh, the yeah. thing to do. He said, I will shoot you. That was a physical threat, yeah. a verbal threat. All these reasons they could have, they could have yanked him out of the car. I'm not saying they had to shoot the man and kill him because that's what they would have did to us. Of course. But they, they could have tased this guy. They could have pulled him out of the car forcefully. Um, I know y'all can see the video, but in the video, one of the cars literally, one of the, excuse me, one of the cops literally grabbed the man by his elbow like this. Yeah. That's the only thing he did. And the guy yanked his elbow away and they didn't touch him since. They didn't lay a hand on him. All they said was, sir, please don't do this. Please get out of the car. Let's talk about this. They were pleading and begging this man who just threatened their life. And they didn't do a damn thing. This is embarrassing. That was embarrassing. That was embarrassing to every single cop on earth. That was embarrassing to everybody who's ever said anything bad about Black Lives Matter. That was embarrassing for everybody who's even ever supported the cops. You cannot excuse the way cops act towards us this year alone and excuse that video. There you go. You can't. And again, I said before I played the video, I don't know why this isn't being talked about more. Because you're white. That's why it's not being talked about. Because he's white, it should be talked about even more. Because if he was black, it'd have been people, um, he'd have been shot. It'd have been people, he had a gun. He wouldn't comply. Comply or you must die. Whatever that stupid shit that they say is. Yeah. Uh, but again, it, justify all of that to this. To be perfectly honest, I'm not even mad at the guy who did it. To me, to me, that guy. Yeah. That guy's a hero in, in my mind. Because all he did was show the world what white privilege is. There you go. Y'all keep talking about y'all don't know what white privilege is. If, if you don't know after that video, I don't know what else to tell you. Because all he did was just prove white privilege. That's it. Because at the end of the day, like I constantly say, I go everywhere trying my best to look as friendly as possible. Because at the end of the day, I'm black. There is nothing I can do to change that shit. And I'm not going to become the fucking new Michael Jackson. Can you imagine Roosevelt looking like Mike did? I'm just saying. And hell, uh, like multiple comedians have said, St. Peter not even going to recognize Michael Jackson at the gates when he get up there. Because the way that he looked when he died, that's not the way God made him. But Michael Jackson was under that illusion of the inclusion, thinking that if he can have the complexion for the protection, then he can get away with shit. No. They worried that poor man to death. And everybody remember Michael Jackson. But at the end of the day, this white man, like you just said so perfectly, he proved what white privilege is. And in case anybody's asking you know, themselves, well, what happened to uh, Mr. Burr um, after he drove away from the cops? Well, it says that Burr was later stopped about two hours later 
in Hamilton County and was charged with improper handling of a firearm, carrying a concealed weapon, and driving on a closed highway. So he didn't get charged for threatening a cop. He didn't get charged for, you know, telling a cop, I will shoot you. Mm -hmm. He didn't get charged for the, for the fact that he drove away from cops, evading arrest. There you go. There were, there were so much more charges he could have been charged with. And I bet you any amount of money, all he's going to get is a slap on the wrist. Yeah, that's all he going to get. Because all of them dumbass Trump supporters, they probably watching the video like that and saying, I don't understand. How a law-abiding citizen can be charged with anything. The police came for that man. He didn't do nothing wrong. Yeah, that's exactly what they'll say. But when it's us, we're not as innocent as you think. Oh, this, this thing and that thing and this other thing. Not, nothing that justifies anybody being killed. They had justification to kill this man. The moment they saw that gun and said, and he said, I will shoot you, and he wasn't following directions, he should have got yanked out of that car. He should have had a knee in the back of his neck. There you go. He should have been arrested. There uh, you go. But no. They just let the guy drive calmly away. He didn't even speed away. He closed his door. He even said, I'm about to drive away. I'm not going to do nothing. I'm just going to drive away. And just slowly took off, and they just watched him do it. And the police chief of this area, he said about it that it was a very tense situation that could have turned out tragically and that the officers acted with great restraint and professionalism. <laughs> Why is it when it's us, we don't get restraint and professionalism? That, that's my question. Did these cops act with restraint? They damn sure did. Hell of a lot of restraint. I give them that. Hell of a lot of restraint. But why is it when it's us, the restraint is like hair thin? Huh. The moment we accidentally look at them wrong, boom, 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 boom. I thought they had a gun. You clearly saw this man had a gun. Why didn't he shoot his ass? That's all I want to know. And I don't want to hear, oh, well, these men were good cops. Because if that's the case, if these men were good cops, I'm glad y'all say that because every single black person we talked about being killed must have been met with horrible cops. There you go. And these are the cops that y'all have constantly defended. You cannot defend those cops who kill all those black people and defend these cops at the same time. You can't do it. Mm -hmm. Somebody's wrong here. And it's not us. It's somebody in the cops. Either you say that all the cops that killed us were wrong, or you say that these cops were wrong for how they treated this guy. But they're not going to do that. They're going to say cops are right in anything they do, especially when it comes to us. Because if they had they shot this man, I guarantee you, it would have been on the news, cops unjustly shot a white man. There you go. So what are black people complaining about? Like, I don't even understand it. And just in case anybody out there tries to say, oh, well, you know, this was just an isolated incident. It only happened like once every blue moon or whatever it might have been. Oh, contraire, wrong again. There you go. Let's talk about another story. This time, let's go to Staten Island. And this actually comes from Fox News, this source. The headline says, Surveillance backs up Staten Island bar owner hitting deputy with his car because he was scared. What? 
Oh, yeah. This man who uh, owns a bar, he hit a deputy with his car and said that he was scared. And the surveillance footage apparently backs this up. Mm. I want to read this story, but the only reason I can't, just that headline to me pisses me off. I'm low. All the times that on camera, on body cam, on cops car cam, you've seen black people fear for their lives and say that we were scared, but we get shot and killed. This guy was scared, hit a deputy with his car, and apparently the surveillance footage backs up this claim. When black people are constantly on camera being afraid. Hmm. What again? What happened to all oh, comply or you won't die or, or whatever the stupid ass saying is that all these cop backers say? Mm-hmm. What? Where's that? Another man not complying with the law. Not only did he not comply, he hurt a deputy. Black people constantly get killed for way less than this. Yeah. And I'm just gonna read some of this story because as I read it, trust me, um. Any normal human being is going to get pissed as I go through with this. But lawyers for Daniel Priesty, I believe that's the guy's name who owned the bar. Yeah. He's a bar owner accused of hitting a deputy with his car Saturday night. But his lawyers say surveillance footage of the incident shows that their client was running for his life from unmarked individuals because they were dressed in dark clothes uh-huh. and Priesty did not know they were law enforcement. Does this sound familiar to anybody? Yeah. Does it sound familiar that unmarked police cars and unmarked people who aren't in uh, uniform uh, come up to you and you were scared? Does this sound a little bit familiar to anybody? Sound damn familiar. And in case any idiot out there might be saying no, it don't sound familiar, just the name Brianna Taylor mean anything to you. They're giving that woman a damn show. Because this is the same thing that happened to her. Hell yeah. Cops who were unidentified, who weren't dressed in um cop gear, who weren't in um cop cars, and the man who, uh, her boyfriend, Brown Taylor's boyfriend, shot at them because he didn't know that they were cops. But this guy says the same exact defense. And apparently, it's justified when he does it. He white. It says the surveillance footage provided to Fox News from uh, Priestie's lawyers shows a man running down the street and getting into a vehicle as two other men dressed in all black chase after him. The first man manages to get into the vehicle before the other two approach the passenger side. One of them stands in front of the vehicle as it accelerates forward. The man appears to be hanging on the hood of the engine as it drives out of frame. Mm. In a statement uh, provided to Fox News, two attorneys said, the video clearly shows Priestie running for his life from unidentified individuals dressed in dark clothing. One of those individuals clearly jumped on the hood of his vehicle. The sheriff officers broke every proper procedure for an arrest. If the sheriff's office is to continue in their new role as law enforcement, I urge the city to provide them with proper training. Also, let's not lose sight of the fact that this whole incident was over in the illegal serving of a hamburger and beer. 
Oh, I got a few problems. Uh, if this is all about a hamburger and beer, why the fuck was he running? There you go. And and, and, and here's the thing. Y'all said the same thing about Breonna Taylor. That cops, uh, even though they weren't in cop cars or even though that they weren't dressed like cops, they said police. They announced themselves as police. You mean to tell me that this man had people walk up to him with uh, no police uniform, no police car, and they didn't say police? This is what's killing me. Now y'all are talking about police need uh, proper training. Now y'all are talking about uh, the good cops or whatever uh, not killing people who aren't compliant. When y'all are the ones who said, when you don't comply, you die or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And this white man, just like the other white man, didn't comply with cops, and there isn't a scratch on the two of them. No. And y'all are using every excuse in the book. This man was scared for his life, just like every black person Black Lives Matter talks about who was killed this year was scared for their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all talking about this man had Second Amendment right in the uh, the first video that I played. He had, you know, his gun. It was his Second Amendment right. And the cops acted professionally and with great restraint. Why haven't we got professionalism and great restraint? Because we black. I, I really wish that I could have something more to say. But at this point, all I could say is we black. And this pissing me off because, again... The shoe is finally uh, starting to be on the other foot, but it's being ignored. Yeah. It's being ignored that when white people are afraid for their lives from cops, they run away. They didn't get shot, by the way. It's a black man on tape running from a policeman. He got shot in the back. Killed. But uh, this guy ran from police, was able to get in his car, crank it up and everything. No harm came to him, and he accelerated and hit a cop. No harm came to him. One man we just talked about earlier had a gun on his seat. Clearly said to the cop, I will shoot you if you sick your dog on me. Said to the cop, I'm just going to drive away and not comply with you. And nothing happened to him. But when it's us, y'all have every excuse in the book. Now that is y'all's turn to have the same excuses that we said. Now y'all want people to uh, feel sorry for y'all. Mm-hmm. Now y'all want people to uh, show y'all some lean... You know, some leniency. We don't want people to show y'all some kind of respect. Hmm. But when it happened to us, y'all said all this shit about we were thugs and gangsters. How come these two guys aren't thugs and gangsters and uh, terrible people? No, they're just outright American citizens with their uh, American rights and doing this, that, and the other. And the cops are so professional and the cops did a great job. Why the fuck? When it happened to us, we don't get the same treatment. And y'all say they did a great job then. I'll do you one even better than that. After listening to them two stories, the one thing that I want to hear is how Jacob Blake feels. You know, the black man that was shot in the back seven times and is dead, you know, not able to use his legs at all. I want to hear how that man is feeling. Now, it's on camera that all he did was walk away from the officers. There has not been a weapon found in his vehicle. It's a lot of people saying, well, he had a gun. Prove it. 
They didn't find a gun. This is the thing. Black people constantly get shot because I thought he had a gun. There you go. Just like the, I think, what, 17, uh, 18-year-old kid who ran uh, from the police to the back of his grandmama yard. They riddled that poor boy with, like, as many bullets as his age, I believe. I think he was shot at, like, 15, 16 times. He was riddled with bullets because they thought he had a gun. It turns out it was his cell phone. Huh. They thought Trayvon had a gun. turns out it was Skittles. Every single time black person moves, they think we have a gun. But we just, I just played a video where they knew that this man had a gun. They saw it. He put his hand on it because I even heard the cops, hey, don't touch the gun. Don't put your hand on the gun, which he did anyway because he said, you got your gun pointed at me and I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. This is what pisses me off is the fact that when black people use the same excuses white people use, uh, we're not justified. When white people use it, uh, either y'all are going to justify them doing it or you're not even going to talk about it. Because mm. I hate Officer Tatum. I hate the guy. I'm sick of his voice. I'm sick of his face. I'm sick of his name. But the only reason I'm bringing him up now is because he is a guy who constantly talks about uh, how awesome the police are and how police are always right or whatever in any case and justice system always works and all this bullshit. Where is his video about any of these cases? He ain't going to do one on it. And here's the reason why. Because these jackasses like him and Candace Owens and all the other jackasses, Trump is a jackass, his supporters, all you jackasses, you constantly defend police when they kill us. But when they show white people all this uh, restraint and all this respect and all this professionalism, though these guys are acting like thugs, these guys are acting like criminals, these guys are acting like uh, people who, if you shoot them, there's a reason as to why it happened. If mm -hmm. they'd have shot that man for running over that cop, they could have said he shot, he ran over a cop. There you but go. That sounds like a good reason to shoot him to me. When they, if they would have shot the first guy, he had a gun. He was driving away from us. He was not complying with us. Sound like a reason to not only shoot him but yank him out of that vehicle, put a knee in his neck or whatever. There you he go. didn't do it. Because the number one thing that's pissing me off, there is multiple video evidence of what happened when um, George Floyd was murdered in broad daylight by the police. Candace Owens. Oh, he had meth fall out of his pocket. Yeah, the reason I'm silent is because there is no evidence of it. The first um, test that they ran on George Floyd, it showed he ain't have meth in his system. But yet, it's funny, about two, three, and all the other tests done after that first one, well, he had methamphetamine in his system. That man was constantly saying about the, the conditions that he had. Like, at the beginning of the George Floyd video, the thing that hits my heart so bad about that, you seen George Floyd even cover his face. Like, oh my God, what, what did I do? And the second that the officers opened up that man, though, a gun was pointed at him. By the way, this is supposed to be for counterfeit money, mind you. It turned out to be um, actually real, but what do I know? 
this, this is why it gets me. And you want to be pissed off some more? Let's continue to read this part of the Talk story. Uh, yeah, it says, The deputy's condition was not immediately clear, though reports have cited a statement from the sheriff that said that the deputy had fractured both his legs when the um, guy hit him with the car. But here's what his lawyer had to say. I can assure people that he did not break his legs, and I can tell you why. Because Mr. Um, Presty was released with no bail. If he ran over a sheriff's deputy, they would have asked for half a million dollars in bail. No, they wouldn't. And I'll tell you why. He's white. <laughs> this guy hit a cop and he's walking the streets right now. He's free. No bail. They let him out. And he ran over a police officer. And just like I said about the other guy, the first guy who had the gun. Yeah, he got uh, caught two hours later. But he's going to be back out on the street again too. Yeah. They both did shit that if black people had done that we'd be dead and y'all would be celebrating in the street talking about, oh, they were thug, gangsters, the cops, the cops did the right thing, and blah, blah, blah. There you go. But when these two guys, who are white, do this, they come up with the same excuses that black people have actually had, and y'all excuse it. But when we say the same things, we're wrong. Uh, we, if we would have did these things, we would have been wrong. Oh, yeah. We'd have been wrong as all hell. And it kills me. That the both these stories aren't getting the attention that they deserve. Because I want to hear Fox News. I want to hear all these Republicans and Trump supporters and cop dick suckers. I want to hear them justify this. I want to hear them justify how black people have been treated by cops this year. But then justify these two uh, stories. I want to hear it. But unfortunately, you're not going to hear it. You want to know why? Because they're all too busy talking about voter fraud. There you go. They're all too busy focusing on Trump and his bullshit and his lies that, that, that they're not even going to focus on this. No. Yeah. yeah, Fox News is the source of this story because they had it on their website. But uh, I can turn to Fox News right now and they ain't talking about it. Hell no. They got it on their obscure website nobody probably really goes to. only reason I uh, go to it is for source... Uh, for this podcast, but they're not talking about this on TV. They're not uh, talking about the first case really on TV. It just gets swept under the rug. Fuck the fact that there's evidence that these two guys deserve uh, a lot of jail time, if not death. No, let's just talk about voter fraud, which has absolutely no evidence. There you go. Let, let, let's just keep peddling that bullshit. This is exactly why YouTube is starting to take these jackasses down for keep talking about uh, voter fraud. It's because YouTube and all these other social media platforms are sick and tired of not only y'all lying, but y'all are literally destroying America. You're uh, dividing America. You're making America look stupid by saying all these bullshit lies about an election that is proven, proven to be the most secure election in American history. There you go. Even re some Republicans have said that. That this is an election from what we see is the most secure election in American history. But no. All these stupid redneck southern states we one of which we live in 
are all trying to hop on the Texas bandwagon because Texas uh, filed a suit against, I believe, Georgia, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania about their election results. Now other states, all who have read and won for Trump, are trying to jump on that bandwagon as well to sue those three states uh, because they just happened to go towards Biden when they thought it was going to go towards Trump. Mm. That's the only proof that they have of their being voter fraud. Well, we thought Trump was going to win these states and he didn't, so they're, 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 that's your proof. This is exactly why Americans, especially black Americans, but a lot of Americans, from gay Americans to uh, 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 young Americans to uh, just a lot of people, mostly black, but this is exactly why a lot of people feel the way they do about America. Mm. This is exactly the reason why. If you don't understand the reason why, after I told you all these stories, if you don't understand the reason why, if you just look at this bullshit about voter fraud, this is why America's a laughing stock. This is why everybody looks at America and laughs. This is why Canada shut their border so we can't get in. While we trying to shut Mexico's border so they can't get in, they shut their border so Americans can't come in. And, and it's the right move to make because any country that cares about itself does not want Americans in it. There you go. Because we're the stupidest country on the face of the earth. And we've been that way for the last four years. Yeah. And guess reason why? Hmm. It's absolutely embarrassing. These videos, these news stories, uh, this whole election is nothing but proof why people can't stand America right now. A show that I fuck with heavily, that 70s show, they had constant episodes where, like, the father would talk shit about Canada. Hell, um, Jackie Burkhart, the reason I remember that name, she's supposed to be the rich girl on the show. They had a, uh, like scene where, um, a guy said that, um, there's going to be Canadians at this place where we're going. First thing she did, talking about, uh, now? Canada is full-fledged saying all that shit about America. Yeah. And they have every right to. You know why? Because out of the whole country in Canada, it only has three hot spots for COVID. Out of their entire country. Meanwhile, in America, everywhere is a hot spot. Yeah. Like. Cause, yeah. Oh, I was just about to say, because like I told... Um, the person that interrupted the podcast earlier, I'm scared to even go outside. Like, cause at the end of the day, Trump is his fault. There is nothing that can be said to dispute that. Trump was not on his job and he welcomed this deadly ass disease into America now, America, everywhere, is a COVID-19 hotspot. I don't blame Canada. I wouldn't want no um, COVID-19 uh, person from America to go to Niagara Falls. At all. Like I said, their country is relatively clean 
of uh, COVID. Like I said, only three in their, in their entire country is considered uh, hotspots. And even if those three hotspots aren't like huge hotspots like America, there you go. it is itself. Because the whole, I want to say all of 2020, but these whole last four years of America, again, if you want further proof, because all these stupid redneck flag tone idiots who love America blindly, no matter how fucked up it is, they can't understand why people feel the way they feel about America. Hmm. Everything I just said, everything that you see going on, this shit, people don't need to listen to us for uh, sources. They can look all this shit up. They can watch it on TV. All these stories from the election to COVID to uh uh, the, the racial uh, injustices that goes on in this country. Every single thing that has happened sums up exactly why people hate America. Yep. And this is a fact. Every country around the world hates us. And, and don't give me that bullshit about, oh, they're jealous of America. No, they just hate you because you're stupid. There you go. They hate you because Americans constantly try to travel out of America. They always say, oh, America's the best place. I don't want to be nowhere else. Why the, uh. fuck, why the fuck do y'all always travel out of America for vacations? There you go. Why do y'all travel out of America to see the world of America's the greatest thing on earth? We always want to go out to other countries and spread our germs and our stupidity. And that's exactly why other countries hate us. Yeah. And they have every right. If I go to any country on earth... And someone looks at me sideways after hearing my American accent, I'm going to look at him like, hey, brother or sister, I don't blame you. Mm -hmm. I am an American. I, I'd be suspicious of me, too. There you go. Because as it stands right now, we're one of, if not, the worst country on the face of this planet. I'm, I'm saying that right now. I don't care how mad that makes people. If we're not one of, then we are the worst country on the planet, at least right now. I pray to God that Joe Biden will get in that seat and try at least try his best. I'm not saying he's going to snap his fingers and, oh, everything's going to be back to normal like he's a god or something. But I hope that he tries his best to at least get America back to where it's no longer the laughing stock. That's the, uh, the least I hope that he does is to uh, try to not only curb this disease, but curb all this racism, curb all this stupidity. Just... All that shit. I, I just hope that um that comes to fruition. We'll have to see. But um, it's getting about that time to wrap this one up, brother. And um, man, I I don't even know what to say because again, all the stories I've read and all the things that we have said uh literally speak for themselves. If y'all can listen to this podcast and not make your mind up on what's going on, then you're the problem. There you go. So. Go ahead, wrap this one up, brother. Brother, to wrap this one up, all I'm going to say is there is not a double standard in America. The stories that you have talked about is evidence. And for me to wrap it up, you remember the man that started the Crip Gang who was trying his best to do all he could to help the black community before he died? Stanley Tookie Williams. They murdered that man. So, that's all the hell I can say to wrap this up. They murdered a man that started a gang but tried his best to help black people. 
But yet they ain't killed them crackers. <laughs>